0: Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome to episode 19 of Mark and Sarah talk about songs. The only podcast where Mark and Sarah talk about songs i guess it's right there in the title anyway i am your co-host mark blankenship and with me as always is the fantastic sarah d bunting oh hello thank you and with us although not as always but extra specially today is the fabulous tara ariano thank you
1: so much hello
0: well we are thrilled to have you here tara and not of course of course, we're thrilled to have you here because you're awesome. But we're also thrilled to have you here because you requested an amazing song. And now I'd like to invite you to tell the listeners at home the song you requested and why.
1: Okay. Uh, the song I requested is "Freedom 90" by George Michael. Yes. And I. <laughs> it's funny that uh, th- this. Uh, Well, I'll get into the video after we hear a snippet of the song, but I honestly just picked it because it's a hot song. It's (laughs) like, it's kind of, from the opening chords, it's just like that beat is undeniable. It's so good. And when the, like, very simple melody gets layered on it, it's even better. It's impossible to sit still while you're listening, but let's hear a little snippet of it. snippet um I don't think that I'd actually actively listen to the song in a long time before I listened to it for preparation in this one other than that it's you know it's the air we breathe it's everywhere it's (laughs) such a good song but experiencing it uh it's it's hard to experience it without uh having the video in your mind and I don't want to get into this discussion again because I know you just talked about it with um on the uh, Stairway to Heaven episode with the you know visuals versus the audio and stuff but this is one of the most iconic probably famous videos of all time I wouldn't say it's on the level of November Rain*, but it's pretty well known and I'd Watching it again, I realized how much I forgot about it. Like, for example, there are male models. Yeah, in it, who cares? what I know, <laughs> I forgot they were even in it. Um, but yeah, Linda Evangelista in a snuggly turtleneck and nothing else is everything, and um, <laughs> it really underscores. It actually, it doesn't at all. It has nothing to do with the song, but somehow it works. Um, what not, do you guys think? I'm
2: not sure it has nothing to do with the song. Maybe I'm saying this because I also disappeared down a George Michael video hole, including mm-hmm. Father Figure, which I I love that song. I love that video. I love that model. Uh, Tanya Coleridge, I believe is her name. And yes, she's related to that Coleridge. I was obsessed with this <laughs> video back in the day. And taken together, it's just this ongoing, um, like, argument in all senses of that word that George Michael is having with uh like expectations image right. breaking free of Wham uh I'm not sure where he was in the closet at this point like certainly in Father Figure he's pretty convincingly not totally making out with Tanya like I would do a much better job making out with Tanya I feel <laughs> I'd be much more convincing mm-hmm. she's very pretty I love her bangs um but yeah freedom 90 really takes you right back to that time where supermodels were like are everything like astronaut war hero actor <laughs> like heroes of the culture yes. yeah. and i was a turlington girl me too but um oh man and also she doesn't look any different she and kathleen robertson have some kind of like church of the poor thing happening church
0: um, of the poor mine.
2: <laughs> so, uh testify my hand is raised in my office <laughs> for your testimony um
1: i don't mean it has nothing to do with it there is the moment in the video where you know he sets fire to his his dumb jacket from the uh faith video and, and the, the guitar and stuff the but jukebox i mean the blows up.
0: an innocent jukebox is <laughs> killed so that george michael can make a point
1: right but it's also funny to listen to the lyrics because he was still for sure in the closet at the time. And I I believe the cover story was, Oh, this is about him being mad at his record company because he had a beef about his contract or something. And when you actually listen to it, it's like, Oh God, how did we ever believe that? It's so obvious what the song is really about, but yeah.
2: Yeah. It really, yeah. But just as a song, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, my my first note is actually that the video I remembered it being awfully on the nose, like as you said in retrospect, that it's very obvious what it's about, but it, it like it still plays, like the imagery isn't totally too much.
0: Well, and the right. lyrics of the verses are very specifically about I. It was just a it, what a kick, just a buddy and me got a brand new face for the boys at MTV. I think that the verses really are about him rejecting his pop star identity, and then the chorus is so clearly about that and some other stuff. It's like he sort of (laughs) gets to have, he gets to have his princess cake and eat it too. Sure. If Mm -hmm. you will. But I do want to say, interestingly, I have listened to this song a lot. Like, I would say I listened to this song of of my own volition half a dozen times a year still. And I had Mm -hmm. not watched the video in 10 years easily since I prepared for this, but Tara, to take Tara's point, even though I hadn't seen the video in 10 years, every single time I've heard that song in the last 10 years, I've still pictured the you video. You picture it, yeah. You can't not see the supermodel climbing around on the ground during the it looks like the road to heaven, feels like the road to hell part. You can't not see the sweater. I mean, that to me is one of the most iconic images of yep. the video. It's like that light coming through the holes in that sweater. And yep. I just feel like, though, one of the things that's really interesting to me about this song is that it is in that long and exhausting line of songs that pop stars write about the, how they hate the very fame they pursued.
2: Wanted, <laughs> wanted. It, want it. <laughs> oh, it's so tough on the road that it's or, in black and white. That's how tough it is.
0: Or <laughs> like uh, Michael Jackson wrote that awful song, leave me alone, actually called leave me alone. I actually but I like, like that song. I mean, well, I don't like what it stands for, but yes. And Madonna has, like, 35 <laughs> of those songs. Uh, Britney Spears has, like, 15 of them. But to me, Freedom 90 is a hot-ass hit because it is, like, the best example to me of one of those songs. Because if you're going to complain about how you hate all of the things you worked for, you've got to make a beat a beat this funky. And if yeah. you're, you're going to make a big point about not putting yourself in the music videos anymore and literally destroying the iconography of your previous videos – you've got to come through with a video this good and i feel like it's so interesting the way that george michael makes this incredible pop song with this iconograph with this iconic music video about how he hates pop songs and music videos and i just i just love that and i to me this song also is amazing because it's like 7 minutes long and there's three sections that are very it distinct doesn't from one feel another like it it, it <clears throat> goes no, right, right by but like it all coheres it all hangs together and i just am, like the sitting and really thinking about this song made me appreciate how just awesome it is and and I, I like when even when we were listening to that little clip i had my church arms up in the air i'm not lying <laughs> i'm not i'm not too proud to admit that
1: it's because i think it doesn't feel long because it's so simple like it doesn't have a unnecessary key change like the the most that happens is there's the breakdown with you know it seems like the road to heaven but it feels like the road to hell all that section Yeah. and it sort of builds from there to like the final chorus but the rest of it it's and it's also not for nothing but it's written in such the lyrics are so simple to learn I feel like that's a really important part of yes. having a pop hit, hit because you want to be able to sing along and if you can get to the chorus of this song and not sing along after you've heard it like twice you need help of some kind, because it's irresistible. Well, I love that.
0: Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. It does that perfect thing too the chorus where you can sing along to it because it's very easy to remember. And you can also shout along to it because it's just general enough that it's kind of about everyone, but (laughs) just specific enough to also make sense within the song it was written for. So it's like, it's about me. And there's these long extended notes that aren't too hard to hit and I can remember the words. Yay! it's like the perfect formula
1: right
2: and it it does show off his voice a little bit i think of all the things that we think of when we think of george michael him having this supple tenor is not necessarily one of them anymore because he was very produced mm-hmm. but one of the interesting things about the fact that the year 90 is in the title is just how like cuspy this song is like it sounds expensive. Like it sounds much more expensive yeah. and like the beat is much fuller and more not produced. This is one of those times when like, I wish I had ever taken any music theory so I could talk about this using real words that have to do with it. Instead of things like, it sounds like bubbles.
0: <laughs> Mark and Sarah approximate about. Uh, yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> Mark and Sarah ramble on about, um, like synesthesia. Anyway, it it sounds much less cheap and Casio y than you would think from the time. Yes. And also, like this video rejecting all the trappings of the expensive, like kept man of the music industry must have cost a fucking fortune to make <laughs> the supermodels yes. alone and all these loving shots of um I guess Naomi walking through a puddle wearing shoes that cost more than my whole family. It's like, <laughs> if you're going to burn it down, bur like light it with money, which, yeah. which he did. And it's, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that this is what, what he's best known for this sort of era and this video, which is too well, bad. Cause
1: there weren't really any other hits off this album. Were there the first this single kind of it. The first yeah. single
0: was called uh, Waiting for Time, Praying for Time, and that was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a number one hit, but I feel like it was a number one hit because it was the first single from a new George Michael album, not because right. any, you know, it just sort of was like momentum carried it. I feel like this was the only song on that album that really people listened to. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I also, if I may, I'd like to drop a few uh, chart facts about this song. I hope you're all excited. Please. Always. Always. Yeah. Um, Well, you talk about the money factor. It's so interesting to think about that because also this video was directed by David Fincher who had just come off of the... And he had just come off the Express Yourself video, which if you know that, you can see a lot of similarities. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. But also, David Fincher did not come cheap, I'm sure, having just come off the Express Yourself video. You know what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. I always forget
0: that he did... That he did videos
2: before, and not just videos, like, videos that are in the top 10 or 15 that anyone could
0: name, even if they haven't been born mm-hmm. yet. Like, that's
2: right, the coolest.
0: Yeah. I fucking love Fincher. Like, before he was an Oscar-nominated filmmaker, he was rocking the box with Madonna pouring that milk down her back and uh, Linda Evangelista in a sweater. Man. Um <laughs> But then the other thing that I think is so interesting, and uh, was it Sarah or Tara? Which one of you just said that they don't think he's as remembered for this as he should be? Uh, that was me. Okay, because I think you're absolutely right. Uh, because it only reached number eight in America, this song. Number eight! That's crazy. Really? Which is ridiculous to me.
2: And I feel like it was th- fully like 25% of MTV's rotation.
0: At oh, the time. you see, that was, it was, at that time, it's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of boring stuff about. How in 1990 especially, things that were – the way that the chart was compiled sometimes let songs like this chart lower than they should have. But that's neither here nor there. But I think that it probably – had it been uh, charted under the system that was implemented in 91, it would have gone higher. But the egregious thing that's even worse than the number eight peak in America is that in in his native England, it only peaked at number 28. Those idiots! And it took until – okay, so then – Robbie Williams, when he released his first, oh, that thing, do you remember f- when he was everywhere? What does he do now? Well, exactly his <laughs> first song that he released Robbie Williams after he left to take that was a cover of freedom, right? So Robbie Williams covers a hmm. song about not being in a boy band anymore to say that he's not in a boy band anymore. And then his, <laughs> sure. his version of freedom in the UK peaked at number two. And if you listen to it, it is exactly the same. So it actually just took six years, but, Robbie, but George Michael's Freedom 90 did eventually hit a high position on the British chart. It just was, <laughs> was with Robbie Williams pretending to be George Michael. The right. last thing I want to say in terms of legacy and stuff, I think it's ironic that they titled this song Freedom 90 to avoid confusion with Wham's Freedom. I don't want your freedom, which had been a hit like five years before because now no one remembers the antecedent Freedom Well, I do. But like comparatively, Freedom 90 could just now be called Freedom because we don't need to be reminded which Freedom we're talking about. And the other one should be Freedom 84. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Freedom High Note also would have been another one for that song.
2: So So I'm sorry. Are you done with Chart Facts? Oh, yeah. Because because I had a a question for you. (laughs) Um, Do you have you listened to George Michael's recent? Has there been any? And have you listened to it? And how is it? Is it
0: sad? Uh, well, George Michael has had top 10 hits in England as recently as I want to say, like five years ago. Let me just. When was that, um, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John, that's going back. 92, 91, somewhere in there. Was it that long ago? Yeah. I like that. I like that joint. George Michael had a top 20 hit in England in 2012, and he last had a top 10 hit in England in 2004. I haven't really heard a new George Michael song since uh Fast Love. And ha- in I don't 96. even think I ever heard that one. Me neither.
2: What's the style? Same? Kinda like d- yeah. dance and be sort of thing?
0: It's like a dancey disco song, Fast Love is. Uh and it's fine. It's not that great. It's uh and if you're looking for fast love. Fast love is on my mind. It's kind of gross, now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, he's the old guy at
2: the club. Don't do that, George Michael. <laughs> You're better than that.
0: So it really, in a, uh, after Freedom 90 in America, his only other big hit was the remake of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me with, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Mr. Elton John.
1: That's a great one, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too bad he was uh, yeah. letting
2: other people's sons go down on him in the public bathroom hey, oh! hey, hey. Sorry. i had to he might so have been going down it. on
1: them sarah you don't know
2: um you're right i don't yeah
1: i don't have much more to say about the song i just I've, I've listening to it it's such a pleasure because it feels for all of the angst in the lyrics the music feels so effortless like it just yes. feels like it it beamed down fully formed in this perfect uh, version that we know so i would i'm uh, i'm glad that you guys feel the same
2: yeah it does really it does do two things it can be this defiant anthem but then it's also this poppy roll down the windows
0: and drive a little too fast song yep the totally. only other thing that i can add is that it is a perfect choice for group karaoke
1: yeah Ooh, that's <laughs> a good tip so which one of us gets to be christy we're all christy turlington
0: we'll all run out and try on some sweaters with holes in them and we'll get back to you soon with the casting sweet (laughs) sold
2: Sarah Talk About Songs is created by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by
0: Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. To request a song or sound off about a tune yeah. we've already discussed, you can tweet us at TalkSongs, email us at TalkAboutSongs at gmail.com or find and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash
2: And if you'd like to buy an ad or special message for a listening loved one, we welcome you. Just email us at TalkAboutSongs at gmail for all the details. Also, subscribing or leaving a glowing review on iTunes or the podcast service of your choosing helps us grow and it makes us feel great.
0: Until next week,
2: I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And And this this is Mark and Sarah Sarah Talk
0: About about Songs. Good enough, sister. Talk about song, Morgan Sarah. Talk about song, Morgan
2: Sarah. Talk about song. Talk about song.